And you can get the exact same feeling when you're having a massive bitch session about something, you get that high. You- Hello and welcome to the Feminine As Fuck podcast. I am your host, Monica Yates, the period whisperer, a trauma healer, and an embodiment coach for both men and women. Well, obviously periods just for women. I am a double Sagittarius, a rising Gemini, an Enneagram 8, and a generator. I know, it's a lot. I'm here for it. I help women to get into their magnetic as fuck feminine energy and for men to feel ecstasy and intimacy. In these episodes, I love to talk about things that people are thinking but too afraid to say, as well as educating you on everything that I know in this brain, body, and soul of mine. You can find all the ways to work with me on my website. And with that, let's jump into today's episode. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. So today I am talking about something that, honestly, I've been meaning to do this podcast for a long time, and I guess I've it's been one of those podcast episodes where like other things have come up, and I've been like, oh, I'll just do this later, do it later, do it later. And then what's kind of prompted me that I did an Instagram story with all these like red flags. It was sorry, an Instagram post with these different red flags, and um. One of them was basically like calling out people's victimhood. I can't remember what the red flag was, what what I wrote down exactly, but it was like, you don't want to do the work because you like staying in your victimhood or something. I can't remember. I can link it below, but it's not really relevant. The point of it is that this podcast, we are talking about victimhood and how, um, people are actually addicted to being a victim. Now, before you close the episode and go, fuck this, I don't like this chick. (laughs) Think of how many episodes you've been like, I don't like what she says. She's triggering as fuck. And then I say what you need to hear. Literally every episode. So firstly, I want to preface that you can you can let yourself be a victim about something and not be attached to your victimhood. Like, I don't know if I said it before in podcasts, whether it's to clients, but sometimes you need to have a moment where you're like, fuck the world, fuck my life, fuck whatever it is that you're like sad about, stressed about, angry about, whatever it is. Sometimes you need to actually have those moments and just be human and let yourself be the victim. Like a lot of the time people cannot actually let themselves feel their human emotion because they are either like trying to be fucking quote unquote spiritual or quote unquote positive or they're avoidant, whatever the situation is. And like we could add in a million others there. And it's important to let yourself feel the full range of human emotion. And sometimes that means for a moment being the fucking victim. And there's nothing wrong with sometimes being the fucking victim what is wrong or what does where the problem lies with victimhood is when people use their victimhood at basically when people get addicted to their victimhood you get addicted to your victimhood because you actually get these highs off complaining for women for example when they complain about something with other women they actually get a hit of dopamine when you complain with other women and they validate you and you're like, yeah, like fuck him or like, yeah, fuck this, whatever it is, you actually get this hit of dopamine and it becomes a vicious cycle for men when they get like, you know, pissed about something or they get, you know, aggro, angry about something and they get kind of aggressive, their testosterone starts to rise. And then when somebody else eggs them on, it continues to increase their testosterone, giving them literally a high. It's like having a line of cocaine. 
it gives you this high and it actually gives you kind of like this false feeling of confidence in a sense. You get this feeling of validation and of love, even if it's love in a fucked up way. So like, as an example, people can be addicted to their anxiety or to their depression. And yes, there are obviously situations where people suffer from really bad anxiety and really bad depression. And that is common and it's not normal. It's become normalized. And I should do another episode on that. Like we've normalized so many problems these days that people aren't getting help for the root cause because it's normalized. You know, PMS is normalized. So PMS ranges from like bloating to back aches to headaches to any kind of bad period issues. PMS is normalized. Um, You know, anxiety is normalized. Depression is normalized. Social anxiety is normalized. Fatigue is normalized. Burnout is normalized. Um, You know, just all these physical things have infertility, everything. And sex in the city is a very bad example of them normalizing everything. Everything's become normalized. And obviously there's a place for that. But the side, the the negative side effect of that is that people then don't try and fix the root problem because they think it's normal and it's not normal. It's common. So that was my quick tangent with like depression and anxiety, but to go back to the victimhood, some people are addicted to their victimhood with like, for example, with anxiety and depression, because they actually get this sense of belonging. They have friends that maybe are, um, they have friends that maybe are also struggling with anxiety or they have friends that are maybe also depressed or they get more attention. And the reality is people get more attention when they're sick. They probably get more attention from people um, because of their anxiety and depression, whether it's attention from their therapist, whether it's attention from their family or their partner or their colleagues, they may get what they think is more love from having this problem than if they were healthy. So they actually get addicted to their them being the victim because a part of their brain is like, wait, but if I don't have this anxiety anymore, will people still check in on me? Will people still love me? Will people still look after me? And so it creates this really vicious cycle where in a sense, people don't have the momentum. They don't have the motivation. They don't have the desire to get out of their victimhood because they may not get enough, you know, love or attention or help or, you know, people might not check in on them as much or whatever it is. They don't get the hit of dopamine, right? When they're with, like, for example, if you're depressed and you go and complain with your depressed friends about how hard it is to be depressed, you actually get a hit of dopamine. So it feels good to be depressed. You actually get a hit of fucking dopamine and oxytocin. You feel connected about something. And a really basic, basic example is I always use this example where if girls didn't, if women and girls didn't have boy problems, they would they would have nothing to talk about. So if if you can only talk about boy drama with your girlfriends, then what happens is you get addicted to making, you get addicted to boy drama. So you will want there to be drama in your love life. So there is something to talk about with your girlfriends. And when there is boy drama and then you all start bitching about the guy or you all start complaining about your love life and you all start complaining about men, women get on this dopamine high where in a sense they actually like being a victim of, of shitty behavior from people, whether it's a man or whether it's a woman, they like complaining. People love fucking complaining. 
Why do we love complaining? Because when we complain, what actually happens is the hormonal response is a rush of adrenaline and cortisol. And that is a false high. Like it's the exact same feeling as when I'm skiing down a mountain, I get a rush of adrenaline and a rush of cortisol, which is a fucking high, right? It's an adrenaline high. And you get the exact same feeling when you're having a massive bitch session about something, you get that high. You feel it. You feel it. If you're intuitive, if you, if you are, if you are, you know, in touch with your body, you feel this rush of something in your body. That rush is called adrenaline and that is fucking addictive. So then when you have nothing to complain about, you're like, oh, life's boring. So subconsciously you will create a problem or you will put yourself in some fucking victimhood so that you have something to complain about. Does that make sense, everybody? So yeah, just breathe that in for a second. So anyway, when it comes to victimhood, there is an addiction to it. So people can be saying, yeah, I really want to like, I really want to like fix shit, but like, it's just not the right time. I'm like, no bitch, it's never the right time. You actually, it's not about the time. It's about the fact that you actually don't want to fix your shit because if you fix your shit, you'll have nothing to complain about and you will have nothing to blame your shitty behavior or nothing to blame things on. Like, let's say for example, you're in the victimhood about dad left me right? And so when men let you down, you have something to blame them for. It's like, oh, well, it's, yes, you have something, you, you, sorry, restart. When men let you down, your victimhood comes out of like, well, there's a fucking another one. You know, it's, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I mean, dad fucking left when I was young, like I'm never going to be able to get out of this. And you actually keep yourself in the cycle because it's validating. And even though it sounds weird, we humans like to know what's about to happen. We actually like to repeat patterns because then we know what's going to happen. We don't like an element of surprise because an element of surprise can actually be death in the caveman days. So we don't like the possibility of dating someone that is really secure. So that's how people will often like self-sabotage, like something secure, for example, with dating. They'll self-sabotage it or something stable because they don't have, they, they have this element of surprise And the element of surprise in caveman days can equal death. So they'll loop themselves back into their victimhood because that's actually where safety lies. And at the same time, they like want a secure relationship. And that's why this deep stuff is what you have to do because a mindset shift isn't enough. Because if everyone could just do a mindset shift, a lot more people would behave a lot fucking better and not be in their victimhood, if that makes sense. Um... So when it comes to trauma, a lot of psychology talks about how clients need to like talk their feelings out, like go to a talk therapist, talk your feelings out, blah, 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 in order to resolve them. But trauma gets in the way of being able to do that, right? Because no matter how much someone understands a situation, the rational brain is unable to actually talk your emotional brain out of the reality of trauma. So if someone has gone through like an unspeakable trauma, for example, they're not able to fully um, convey the extent of their trauma and of their feelings. Um, and so what's, what is able to be done though in these situations that is, that is that it's much easier for them to talk about what's been done to them from a place of victimization, right? So what happens is they put their words into the reality of their internal experience, not the facts of the situation, Right. And this is a problem because what happens is they loop themselves into victimization of how they felt during the experience, which is valid, how they felt during the experience. And that keeps you locked in a state of victim 
rather than being able to look at something as how what it as how it actually happened and being removed from the situation so that you can heal from it. Sometimes the more you talk about something, the worse it gets. And that's where talk therapy can also be a problem, especially people in their victim in an in a state of victimization, because you have a massive vent when you go to therapy, which is great. But the problem with having a massive fucking vent when you go to therapy is that you get a high. So you feel good after therapy because you feel good from the high that you got from complaining and being in your victimization. So in case you haven't heard, my boundaries masterclasses are absolutely amazing. There is a part one and a part two that I cannot recommend enough. If you feel like you haven't fully nailed drawing boundaries and embodying them because they're two different things, right? A lot of us know boundaries or we know a boundary, but we don't know how to then express it and then what to kind of do with it, if that makes sense. So these masterclasses are going to be amazing. You can buy them separately. So you're not committed to both. You can start with part one and you have to do part one before you do part two. So start with part one, then jump to part two. It has helped so many people to feel so much more confident when it comes to drawing boundaries and putting them into their relationships. And honestly, it is such a game changer. If you want to have more freedom in your life, then you need to understand how to draw boundaries and then actually execute it. This masterclass, honestly, guys, I cannot recommend it enough. I've been meaning to do it for years and I finally did it. And um, it's honestly going to change your life. So get it. Don't hesitate. And let me know your thoughts. So this is why sometimes the best thing to do, like with me as a coach, is to not ask a million questions, but just go straight to the body because the body is going to tell me as soon as there is victimization, right? And it's not going to give me this rush of adrenaline. It's going to give me true exact emotions that we can fix and heal and um, uncover rather than talking where people actually get a high off, off sharing their story. And I want to say it's not a story from like a factual situation. It's very often a story from a victim situation, which is fine if someone comes to me because I'm like, we're going to get you out of your victimhood. But I'm just trying to explain this so that you guys know that like, oh yeah, sometimes the more that I actually like tell a story and complain about something, the worse that it gets in my mind or like I feel worse about it in a sense. And it's or, or you feel better for a second and then worse, like nothing gets, ch- no, nothing gets, ch- nothing changes. And it's because nothing changes because you stay in the victimhood, if that makes sense. And victimization is the block for higher frequency. So someone that's a, that's, that's in their victimhood, like I, I can't help them because they don't want help. So if, if you're thinking like, oh, I'm going to do Queen Alchemy and that's going to fix everything, but actually you're somewhat addicted to your problems, it's not going to fix anything, especially when it comes to like Queen Alchemy, where you're not in like a one-on-one container or at the immersion where I can like fucking break you. With Queen Alchemy, if you're in your victimhood, as an example, you're not going to change. In fact, you're going to self-sabotage the whole fucking process. You'll tell me, that you've showed up, but I'm like, no, you haven't showed up. And the reason why you haven't showed up is because you don't want to get rid of the thing that gives you the high and that gives you this sense of belonging and validation. Like your anxiety can actually give you in a weird way, a sense of belonging and validation. It gives you a sense of like, 
I'm allowed to complain. Things aren't like, um, you know, like I get to be seen. People listen to me. It gives you an excuse for shitty behavior. It gives you an excuse for overthinking things. It gives you an excuse for, I don't know, not dating. It gives you an excuse for like shitty behavior, shitty, shitty work ethic, whatever it is. A lot of the time, victimization can also give people an excuse so that they don't have to take radical responsibility for them actually not having done an amazing job, if that makes sense. There is a lot that I'm talking about right now, but I definitely need to do that episode on. What do I have to do an episode on? Um, I can't remember. I'm going to have to go back to the beginning and re-listen. I don't know what I said. Anyway, um, so what was I going to say? So uh, what you get out of it. So you can get something out. This is what I want you guys to think about. What am I getting out of being stressed? Because you get something out of it. What am I getting out of being a victim? What am I getting out of always being sick? What am I getting out of having drama? What am I getting out of being depressed? What am I getting out of being anxious? What am I getting out of complaining? And like that that's triggering to think about for someone in their victimhood, right? But what I want you to understand is sometimes I ask myself these questions. If I find myself in a loop of something, I'm like, what am I getting out of this? Like if I find myself in a little loop of something or like I'm overthinking things, I'm like, well, pause, what am I getting out of this? And it's like, oh, I'm about to actually try and put this situation in a past situation to be like, look, it's happening again. But it's like, no, don't fuck up a great situation because of a past insecurity or whatever the situation is, right? So I even ask myself this of what am I getting out of it? That's a really powerful question to ask yourself. What am I getting out of this? So make a note of that, guys. What am I getting out of it? Because often you will get more love, right? You will get more attention. You'll get more validation. You'll get something that your inner child is craving or was craving. A lot of the time, women want more attention and men want more more attention, right? Or you want more respect or you want to be seen or you want to feel loved. You get something out of your story, you get something out of your story. You get something out of always they need to complain. And sometimes if I'm in the middle of complaining, I have to just catch myself and be like, shut up, Monica. Shut up, right? Because if you don't care about something, then stop fucking talking about it. Does that make sense? Like, it's like when people have that classic example, like, no, I don't like him. I don't like him. But like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, you don't like him. But if you actually didn't like him, you wouldn't be fucking talking about it. Right. So when it's like, oh my God, I hate my job. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, shut the fuck up and stop talking about it. Right. If you actually don't like something, right, stop talking about it. Because what's happening is you're actually liking the drama of your job because it gives you something to complain about. So you actually kind of like it. If you didn't like it, you would shut the fuck up. You'd keep it more internal and you'd be like, I really need to fucking fix this because I really hate my fucking job. And you wouldn't want to be sharing it with everybody. Because it would kind of feel embarrassing. If you actually hated your job, you'd kind of feel embarrassed about the fact that you hate your job. It's like if you actually didn't like the guy, you would be like, you'd be weird talking about him all the time. Does that make sense? So just like be aware of that because this, these, these victim stories, these things that are keeping you stuck in your current situation rather than, rather than you fixing it and then up leveling and getting your dream lives, these things cause this subconscious state where you are releasing adrenaline into your system, which is addictive. It's just as addictive as having a fucking line of cocaine all the time. And it releases this thrill like I've been talking about. So you get addicted to the fucking thrill. It's like COVID. People get addicted to talking about COVID, 
right? It's like, shut up and stop talking about COVID. If I start talking about it, I'm like, wait, change the conversation next because I have to get myself out of that habit as we've all been talking about it for two years. Let's stop fucking talking about it, right? Let's stop fucking talking about it and stop being a victim to it. And let's actually take radical responsibility this year and let's be fucking courageous. Let's light a fire up our ass. Let's live our fucking lives in 2020. Let's travel, let's see the world. Let's let's love deeply. Let's, let's go on amazing adventures. Let's do those things that we have been wanting to do for the last two years. Let's fucking do them this year rather than complaining and being in our victim. And we've got addicted to that in the last two years. So stop fucking talking about COVID. It's just like a really minor example that a lot of us should be doing right now, if that makes sense. So what are you getting out of holding on to this thing? What are you getting out of acting in this um, this way is what I want you guys to think about. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? Another thing to also possibly think about, and I should just preface again, this isn't to say that like people haven't been victims to such shitty situations, but I don't even like when people are like, I've been a victim. I'm like, well, that's fucking empowering. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, why do you want, why do you want to keep claiming I was a victim of this? It's like, I know that logically you were a victim of that, but like I've had really bad things happen to me and I do not classify myself as a this victim. Because to me, and everyone's different, whatever, but to me, that's there's nothing empowering about that. And it's like you're hanging on to a story because it gives you something, right? Whether it gives you the sense of attention or whatever it is, it like gives you something rather than being like, oh yeah, that happened, but whatever. Does that make sense? Like even um, like my knee, it's we're going, we're flying to Colorado tomorrow or today by the time you guys see this, so vibes really excited and my knee feels fucking amazing. I'm ready to go skiing. Yes, yes, yes. But even like friends have been texting me, how's your knee? How's your knee? How's your knee? And like, obviously in the beginning post-surgery, I was like, this is way shitter than what I thought it was going to be coming out of surgery. And like, whatever, they had to do a bit more in surgery than they expected. That's fine. And then my surgeon like was just like, he like fucked my knee more. So then I went backwards, whatever. Not, not, don't you go into it. Point being is that it could be so easy for me when my friends text me to check in to be like, how's the knee to actually go on a complaining thing as a way to get more attention and as a way to like complain about, you know, an accident that happened to me like three years ago. If you don't know, if you don't know the situation, there is a podcast on it. Um, basically a snowboarder ran into me and it was a bad, so bad situation, long surgery, whatever you listen to, the, you listen to the episode point being is that it can be so easy to just go on a, a tangent and event of how my knee's still so bad and like it's not where I want it to be and blah blah and my fucking surgeon and like oh it's just annoying but like whatever how are you but now I don't do that I don't do that right and like I think you know what I did do it for like two days after my surgeon fucked my knee because I was so upset about it and then I was just like I'm taking matters into my own hands right like I'm not being a fucking victim to this for example this is a very minor example but it's like a little tangible one to give you guys when now people are like how's your knee I'm like it's great getting there excited to ski it's feeling really strong every day is better and of course I could complain and and blah blah, blah and I've got all this fucking nerve damage and I have a numb whatever I could go on and on about it but I am choosing to be like, no, my knee's fucking great. And therefore, by me not obsessing about my knee, I actually can get my knee to where I want it to be, if that makes sense, rather than just complaining about it all the time. Like there's nothing empowering, motivating, 
you know, high, high vibe about somebody that is like, I'm a victim to all of this. There is something very fucking sexy about someone that's like, yep, bad fucking shit happened, whatever, not available for it anymore. Like I think it's sexy and I love that. I'm like, you know what? Fuck the surgeon taking matters into my own hands. We've got this. It makes me feel safe and trustworthy, trusted, trustworthy, whatever in my body. It brings the power back to me rather than constantly leaking the power to the person that made you a quote unquote victim. Like you constantly claim, claiming you're a victim to somebody, it still gives you this thrill. It gives you this thrill. It gives you this leakage of power of I'm a victim. So there's adrenaline, right? And you also at the same time leak your power away to something else rather than be like, yeah, it happened, but like whatever. Dwelling on shit doesn't help anything. It really doesn't help fucking anything. Instead, you claiming what happened, owning it and moving forward does. And I want to preface, this doesn't mean that you don't feel the pain of it. It doesn't mean that you don't feel the frustration. It doesn't mean that you don't get exhausted by it and overwhelmed by it and sad by it. It doesn't mean that you don't feel heartbroken. It it does not mean that you don't have your human experience and spend a week in bed after a heartbreak. That's not what it means right? What it means is that you don't carry on for the next three months or years of your life, constantly being a victim to something that you can shift. There is a difference between feeling your emotions, right? And then not wanting to let go of a story, not wanting to change. There is a big difference, right? So I can have something happen to me and I can feel it all. And I can be a victim in that moment and be like, fuck the world, fuck me. And I can allow myself to feel victimhood in that moment to let myself express my emotions, right? That's different. That's yeah, that's a yes, please do that. Right. I then don't, you know, like sit around on my fucking ass for three months being like, oh my God, the world is so sad. Like, oh my God, this happened, this happened, this happened. Oh my God, like, you know, I just can't change it. It's just part of me. Like, oh, I just can never get out of it. It's just complain, complain, complain. Oh oh my God, my relationship's never gonna change. Complain, complain, oh my God. That is different to you feeling something and then pulling up your socks and moving forward. Does that make sense, everybody? Like that there is there is a difference. So I don't want you to think this does not mean I don't want you to think this means like oh, don't feel anything and just push forward. That's not, that's not what you want to do, right? Like we all need to feel our emotions, men and women feel it to release it, to then move forward without victimhood, right? Take like, be fucking human, be primal, feel the fucking feelings and then move forward. That's a hell's yes. The hell's no is when you're constantly having bad habits, not changing things, not changing your reality, like not wanting to do anything about things, not whatever. You get the fucking gist. That is victimhood. Being addicted to shitty situations, essentially, like finding joy and finding that thrill, having that adrenaline rush all the time from complaining, from your anxiety, from your depression, from complaining about your PMS, from having to go to the doctors all the time, from you know, um, having your shitty fucking food habits because you go on the roller coaster of like feeling good for five seconds and feeling shit about yourself. And that roller coaster, even though you're like, how is that victimhood? It's victimhood, right? Because when you have that low and then you have that high, you remember the high, you forget the low. So what happens is if you, it's like the same as like, a, a, um, 
It's the same as like an emotionally abusive relationship. When you have those lows, it feels horrendous, but the highs become so high because the lows are so low and you remember the highs because we're wired to not remember really bad pain. So you have the highs and then you remember the highs and those highs and lows you get addicted to. It creates an addiction, right? It's like a roller coaster. It's a thrill. It's a rush that you get when you have the highs. So you keep living for the highs you live for the highs. So when you're in a stable relationship, for example, or when you're in a, at a stable body equilibrium, right? You're like, this is fucking boring. So then you self-sabotage if you haven't done the deep work on yourself and you have to be like aware of self-sabotage patterns. And sometimes your self-sabotage patterns might take you months to learn, but you're not going to fix that shit if you don't start right now. So if you're wanting to be the dream woman, the dream man, the fucking sexiest version of yourself, you've got to fix your victimhood because victims also don't have any boundaries. They don't have any self-worth, right? They don't stand strong. They don't have a fucking backbone. That's not sexy. A secure person wants to be with a secure person, right? A big publication wants to publish a fucking secure person. They want to publish someone that stands in their power, that has a good energy about them, that has this glow. If you're being a victim, you don't have that. You don't have the glow. You don't have a backbone. You don't embody boundaries. You don't embody your worth. You don't actually have deep self-worth and you will continue to find yourself in shitty situations. And this episode is so fucking important. Like go back and listen to it again. This episode is important because there will be so many of you that are in your victimhood that don't even rec- that cannot even recognize it after this podcast episode. They can't even recognize it. And that's the problem with victimhood is that you don't actually know that you're in victimhood very often. Often it takes somebody else to be like, get the fuck out of your victimhood for you to be like, wait, what? That's why you're still in it. The reality is is that you don't see your own shadows. If you saw your own fucking shadows and if you knew your own bad fucking habits and you really, really, really saw your victimhood, you wouldn't be in it anymore. So this is your invitation, ladies and gentlemen, to do the fucking work. Please, for the love of God, make this year a year that you're really proud of. Like come December of this year, you're so fucking proud of yourself. So you know where to find it. You know where to find everything. Ladies, Queen Alchemy is open for enrollment. There are limited spaces as usual. There's only two rounds. Go and listen to the 2022 Queen Alchemy update for details. Men, I now have my men's program, The Man. Look at the details on the website because it'll depend on when you're listening to this. Um, email me if if you've got any questions or send me a message. Um, and then do not forget that my New York city immersion ladies only one day, it'll be both. Um, New York city immersion is also where the magic is going to happen, especially if you're in your victimhood, because like if you're in your victimhood, uh, there is a concern if you're still in your victimhood when you join Queen Alchemy that you will stay in it and you won't fix anything because you're behind a laptop and so you're not being pushed enough by me because I'm not there in person. So you can continue to self-sabotage. You can just not do the work. You can stay in your victimhood. You can put a wall up and I can't get the wall down because I'm not with you in person. So if you ask someone where you're like, I really am my victimhood, then I would actually just be saying, don't go to, don't do Queen Alchemy this round. Do the immersion, come to the New York City immersion, get your ass here 
here. Do whatever it fucking takes because it will change your life. Look at the testimonials. Like look at the Queen Alchemy testimonials. Look at the New York testimonials. It's just basically uh, Queen Alchemy shit on steroids. Um, what was I going to say? Come to the New York event because that's where the magic's going to happen. And then if you want to, you can join the next round of Queen Alchemy like in the second half of the year. Um, and if you don't know what to do, you don't know what the best the best thing is for your situation, please just send me a message. Um, and don't forget also claiming that you don't have enough money, don't have enough money, don't have enough money. That's also a victimhood thing, right? If I can't afford this, I can never do any of Monica's work. That's victimhood. There's your victimhood because you can afford it. You just need to get resourceful. There is always a way. If there is a will, if you want to come, there is a way. Get out of the victimhood, get into the empowered vibe and find a way and get resourceful because you will not regret it. And uh, I know that you, I know, I know, I know that you can find a way. You just got to believe in yourself and actually be like, you know what? I want to change my life rather than you wanting to just listen to my podcast for the rest of your life, but not actually change anything. Know a lot of things. You'll know a lot. You'll know a shitload. But knowing things doesn't mean that you embody things. It doesn't mean that you change things on a subconscious level. It doesn't mean that you um, change your uh, energy. It doesn't mean that you recalibrate your system. It doesn't mean that you recalibrate your DNA. It does not mean that you up level. It does not mean that you change anything on a somatic visceral level. It just means you know some shit. Okay. So if I were you, I would come to the immersion, join Queen Alchemy, do the man, whatever feels best because reading books, ladies and gentlemen, just doesn't do shit. You learn a lot, but learning a lot doesn't mean that you actually can put it into practice and implement it. So I'm going to leave you with that. Please leave a review if you haven't already. Follow me on Instagram. Details are all below. Any questions, please, please, please just send me a message um, so that I can help you and direct you in the right place so we can all live our fucking most fabulous, sexiest, amazing, empowered dream lives. Bye.